Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Today, guys, it's Monday. It's a new week, new beginning. It's a new chance to restart or start with much more energy, your new habits, your new healthy habits, taking care of yourself uh, much, much better or a little bit better. Um, anyhow, guys, uh, this week we are starting with um, an episode on gut health. If you forgot about it or never knew about that, our gut is a host to billions of different organisms uh, or, yeah, I believe it's trillions. So different organisms, microorganisms in our gut, those are bacteria, different viruses, fungi, and things that we don't even have names for. And they outnumber human cells somewhere around 10 to 1. So we have more organisms, microorganisms in our gut than we have human cells. And those microorganisms, they also have DNA material. And they um, especially when working together, can manipulate our behavior. They for sure uh, change our health depending on how we treat them, what kind uh, of environment we create for them by feeding them certain things or being exposed to certain stressors in our environment, be that physiological stress or mental stress or some environmental stress, maybe some toxins that... Um, get into our body. So depending on that, they change accordingly and some bacteria grow more, some bacteria grow less, and sometimes we get dysbiosis or basically meaning that the beneficial balance of those organisms in our gut, uh, it uh, gets disturbed and we have dysbiosis uh, or imbalance of those different organisms. And that, again, that changes a lot of um, functions, our health functions, a lot of uh, different health biomarkers. Um, to give you an idea, we have about four pounds or about two kilos of those microorganisms in our gut. So basically, if we lost all of them, we'll be about four pounds lighter or two kilos lighter. It's uh, it's an organ in itself. And that organ, it modulates our immune system. Actually, they say that 90% of our immune system, of our immune system response is in our gut, around our gut. Because, well, that makes sense because... Um, to a huge degree, we encounter our external environment in our gut the most by basically ingesting or, uh, you know, feeding ourselves certain foods that come from external environment. We put it in our digestive tract uh, that end up in our gut. And then um, it, those foods, they become us. They become different proteins, different organelles or organs of ourselves. And our gut bacteria and different microorganisms in our gut, they have a lot to do with that. Like, 
what kind of nutrients are let into our system or not let into a system and just go through us. Uh, so these microbes, they modulate our immune system, immune system response. You know, if you are someone struggling with autoimmune condition or you know someone whose immune system turned against them. So that has a lot to do with that gut microbiome or those microorganisms that live in our gut. Uh, a lot of, I mean, if not all food sensitivities, food allergies, they have to do with those organisms in our gut and certain balance of them or dysbiosis imbalance. Um, then, of course, they digest and absorb certain nutrients for us. Some nutrients are absorbed or digested, some of them in our mouth, in our stomach, I mean, not so much actually absorbed in our stomach. Most of it is absorbed in our um, small or um, large intestine. Um, so our gut bugs have a lot to do with how many nutrients uh, we absorb, how uh, well we absorb those nutrients, and what kind of response that produces in our body, whether our bodies respond with uh, you know, aggravated or hostile immune system, uh, treating different food components uh, as animals when they're not, uh, or, you know, there is peace and we absorb nutrients uh, really well. So a lot of it has to do with our gut microbiome. Then um, how much insulin is released, how high our blood sugar goes when we eat certain foods that also has a lot to do with those gut bacteria or different other microorganisms in our gut. Then also a lot of happy hormones like serotonin and uh, different other neurotransmitters, so basically those chemicals that affect our uh, neurochemistry, how our neurons communicate between each other, how our brain works, uh, how like what kind of mental health we have, how much anxiety we experience, how much stress we might experience. A lot of it has to do with our gut microbiome that actually has have the potential to influence our behavior. So they actually can, yeah, can make you eat certain foods or not eat certain foods, can make you uh, indulge in certain behaviors or not. So they are a very powerful force that we need to respect and we need to... Um, communicate with via our lifestyle, our diet, our stress management. And of course, the biggest factor is our nutrition, what we put in our body, what we feed those gut bugs. And yeah, of course, the biggest part of it is the food that we put uh, in our mouth. But then also, if, for example, you put on your skin um, some toxic uh, with a lot of different toxic elements that are proven to be not beneficial for our whole uh, health body care, like maybe, maybe body lotion, that also ends up interacting somehow with our gut uh, bacteria and that can negatively um, or positively or being neutral affect our gut microbiome. So just remember about that, that you don't just care about yourself, you actually care, you want to care a lot about those gut bugs, because if they are mistreated, our life is not going to be fun, guys. Um, believe me, I had an autoimmune condition. I had a lot of anxieties in my life, and I know what it means. And I know that treating my gut well, changing my diet, uh, managing my stress well, 
that all uh, changed my gut microbiome that I actually am going to get tested. Like what kind of gut bugs I have and what they're doing there, right? Uh, we can do that even though we don't understand a lot of what we get, but uh, we already can do that um, um, sequencing DNA of our, our gut bacteria. But anyhow, guys, the most important thought is they matter. They outnumber our human cells approximately 10 to 1. They do influence everything from our blood sugar response to our mental responses and our mental health. So what we know so far, there are many nutritional or eating strategies that can help us to improve our gut bacteria. And guys, what all research, like good research shows, is that taking care of our gut bacteria is kind of like taking a shower. You don't take a shower once and then expect to be clean forever, or you don't brush your teeth once and then expect them to be clean forever. In order for the result to last, we need to do it daily. And so the same with gut bacteria. You can't just take probiotic or prebiotic or all together uh, for a week or two weeks, uh, change your diet for a week or two week, two weeks, and then get back to your old habits and expect the benefits to last. That's not going to happen. Research shows that even a few days, even a week can dramatically change your gut bacteria depending on your lifestyle and especially on your eating choices. But guys, it can change just as fast to the opposite direction. So if you want the positive changes in your gut microbiome to last, you need to change your health and your lifestyle and your eating habits for life with maybe occasional indulgences in not so beneficial foods, like, you know, foods with processed foods, with a lot of preservatives, with all kinds of weird ingredients that your gut bacteria never encountered for centuries, probably thousands of years. And... Yes, so the practice of taking care of our gut microbiome, just like shower, it, it has to last for, for a lifetime if we want the results for life. So some of the best nutritional strategies and foods for our gut. A food rich in probiotics or those alive bacteria that are proven to be beneficial for our gut. Now, different fermented or probiotic, probiotic rich foods will have different bacteria. And um, nobody really knows whether they fully or partially survive our digestion, the acids of our stomach. But the more of them people seem to eat, the more health benefits, the healthier guts people seem to have. But you've got to be aware, guys, in our food environment, there are a lot of foods that originally were fermented and had a lot of live bacteria, but now can have none. Like, for example, some pickles are fermented, like different sorts of pickles. You can pickle almost any vegetable or fruit, right? But some of them are have the same taste, but they are made with vinegar and they are not fermented and there are no live bacteria. So you need to kind of figure out on the website or maybe on the label whether that food is really fermented or just... Um, uh, masquerades as a fermented food, like a lot of cheeses. You know, there are naturally fermented cheeses like Parmigiano Reggiano or Pecorino Romano. There are many others natural, naturally fermented cheeses. But there are also cheeses or cheese products that have nothing to do with fermentation. 
They just processed foods made in some different way, made to resemble fermented cheeses. The same with yogurts. Uh, by the way, guys, yogurts with naturally live fermented bacteria, natural probiotics, they can be dairy or non-dairy. The bacteria is either added or naturally, you know, present there. And it has, again, nothing to do with being from a cow or from an almond, like almond yogurt or coconut yogurt, right? So both can uh, totally fine have live probiotic cultures. Uh, but there are also yogurts that kind of look like yogurts, but they're not. They don't have any live bacteria. So you need to look on the label again. And if there is nothing on the label, look on the website. If there is nothing about live bacteria, then probably there is none. And so it is not beneficial to your gut. Just because it says yogurt, it doesn't mean it's good for your gut. Also, um, if that food has a lot of other negative, uh, negatively affecting your gut ingredients, then it's not worth it. Like some yogurt are full of sugar. And that sugar is not beneficial for our gut bacteria. It actually feeds uh, different yeast and different bacteria that are not beneficial for our for us, for human beings. And what it does is that feeds that harmful bacteria that outgrow our good bacteria. And that's why sugar is so bad. It feeds the non-beneficial microorganisms in our gut, and those outcrowd the good for us. Uh, gut bacteria. And that's how we end up having a lot of health problems. It, you know, it's not even about calories. Eat that by eating sugary things or processed carbohydrates, white flour things, we help to grow those not beneficial bacteria that outgrow, outnumber our beneficial bacteria. That's why you want to avoid sugars, uh, added processed sugars at all costs. Now, some other fermented foods uh, that are proven to be beneficial that I eat on a regular basis in some form or the other almost every single day. Um, I mentioned yogurts, but also kefirs, naturally, naturally, you know, fermented products. They actually have more bacteria, probiotics than yogurts. So kefirs, again, watch out for the sugar. Then sauerkraut, kimchi. Pickles, again, make sure that those are naturally fermented products, not something made with vinegar and has nothing to do with fermentation. Sourdough bread, for example, is made with fermenting technology and real sourdough. It might not have those bacteria alive because the bread was baked, but uh, a lot of proteins that are hard to digest for our digestive system might be digested, pre-digested by bacteria that was present in sourdough. And that what makes that bread so much better than other kinds of bread. By the way, you can listen to the whole episode on sourdough with Carl Dismet uh, from Brussels, who is a librarian of sourdough library, one and only. So just uh, flip through a few episodes back and you'll find that episode. Then coffee, chocolate, a lot of those products, not all of them, again, it's best to check out the website, are fermented. Most of the chocolate is fermented. I mean, most of good quality, cheap stuff. I don't even know. It's not chocolate. It's just weird brown stuff with a lot of sugar. But 
most of the chocolate is fermented. Um, coffee, a lot of it is fermented and it's much better for you than non-fermented coffee. So those are some of the foods that I eat on a regular basis. Uh, fermentation is a great uh, food technology, naturally occurring food technology. Again, be aware of added sugars, different preservatives, different flavorings, artificial stuff. Just if it doesn't sound like a food ingredient, then uh, leave it at the store. The next one, guys, different sorts of fibers feed our bacteria. They love it, especially when that fiber comes in the whole package in foods like fruit like vegetables, like nuts and seeds, like whole grains, like beans and pulses, like onions and garlics. Uh, besides eating a variety of different fruit and vegetables, uh, especially beneficial two kinds of foods that have prebiotics or fibers that are proven to be especially liked by our probiotics, so basically different bacteria that live in our gut because they feed on it and produce a lot of beneficial for our health substances. So foods that are rich in prebiotics feeding our gut bacteria, some of them are onions, garlics, Jerusalem artichokes, um, what else do we have here? I actually compiled a whole list of them. But my favorites are because I cook a lot with them. Onions, garlics, but then also again, Jerusalem uh, artichoke, always can pronounce that name. Then dalian greens, garlic, onions, leeks, asparagus, um, raw banana, and... Just eat onions, just eat garlics, just eat some bananas, um, and you're going to get some of that fiber. We don't exactly sure how much we need, but five grams seems to be the number, and it's something like two cooked onions, raw onions would have more, would give you about that amount of fiber. Bananas would have less. You would have to eat like... Um, like a lot of bananas, 600 grams, like maybe three bananas to eat all this prebiotic fiber. And then there is a special kind of fiber-resistant starch that is a starch that resists digestion. And that you can find, that is super beneficial for our gut bacteria. Our gut bacteria uh, in our large colon love it. They digest it and produce short fatty acids, but basically a lot of anti-inflammatory compounds healing our gut. So the, that resistant starch, uh, the, my favorite way to eat it is pressure cooked. Most cans, like most beans in cans are pressure cooked. So pressure cooked beans, especially white beans, red beans, um, garbanzo beans or chickpeas, uh, green peas actually highly beneficial as a source of digestible and indigestible fiber. 
Um, also, if you cook and cool things like potatoes or rice, so cook and cool them, there is a lot of resistant starch occurring. And also green bananas would have some, but I personally don't like green bananas. So I make sure that every week, at least once a week, I eat uh, a lot of pressure cooked beans to avoid all the digestive problems as a part of my gut feeding protocol. And plus, I eat a lot of a lot of uh, vegetables and fruit of all sorts, um, especially things like broccoli and Brussels sprouts are highly beneficial and are high in fiber. So they are great for our gut. And guys, if you are experiencing problems with those uh, foods, just, you know, keep trying, maybe use some digestive enzymes. Um, the problem is if you have problems with your gut bacteria, that's why you might be experiencing trouble eating those vegetables. But as I said, our gut bacteria can change. And so if little by little you introduce those foods, uh, introducing other probiotic foods, maybe uh, consuming or taking probiotics for a while, your response can change and ye and you can be and you might be able to digest those foods without problems, plus adding some food combining. And check our previous episodes on food combining to prevent a lot of those digestive like bad things, gas in digestion, bloating, etc. that you can experience while eating those vegetables. Um, the last but not least Fats that are highly beneficial to our bacteria. And there are three kinds of fats that are proven to be loved by our gut bacteria. One, olive oil. Because of a lot of polyphenols, or those plant compounds that are proven to be highly beneficial for human health. So olive oil, extra virgin olive oil is one oil that is super high in them. Maybe that's why there is a whole group of people, of centenarians, people living to 100 and more uh, in the area of Italy, Sardinia. Um, so maybe that's why they live so long, because they consume so many polyphenols and they are loved by our gut bugs. The next one, coconut oil. And why coconut oil is so good for us, guys? Um, let me read you something about coconut. I lost my notes, but anyhow, coconut oil, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal and it also helps to uh, balance acids of our digestive tract so coconut oil the acids fatty acids in that oil in virgin coconut oil not refined mct but specifically coconut oil that helps a lot to uh, positively affect our gut microbiome again um helping to eliminate those other guys that we don't necessarily want in our gut. So coconut oil, non-refined coconut oil, virgin coconut oil, or sometimes it's extra virgin. And then omega-3 fatty acids that we get from our fish, from sardines, from salmon, from cod liver, from herring, from all that fatty fish, they are highly anti-inflammatory. They seem to 
really help us to improve our gut health and beneficial gut uh, flora, our microbiome, affected in a positive way. Uh, so omega-3 fatty acids, and it seems that fatty acids, omega-3 fatty acids from fish, actual fish, are much better for that than fish oil. So food seems to always work better. So that's what I have to share with you about our gut microbiome and the diet that helps us to um, to have healthier gut microbiome. And that affects, again, a lot of aspects of our health, from our blood sugar response to our mental health, but also to everything in between, food sensitivities, autoimmune conditions, immune response, strong or weak immune system. So anything that improves our gut health will help with all those areas and stress response anxieties a lot of things so again to recap it uh, foods rich in probiotics that usually means fermented foods like natural yogurts cheeses sauerkraut kimchi pickles uh, chocolate kefirs coffee sourdough some products do contain love life cultures like yogurt, some like sourdough I just meant via that fermentation technology. Then fibers, the more the better, the more variety of fibers, the better. So fruits, nuts, vegetables, the whole grains, especially beneficial foods rich in resistant starch like beans and pulses properly cooked and foods rich in prebiotic fibers like onions uh, like jerusalem artichoke like bananas and and that basically eat from more common foods and then fats like extra virgin olive oil rich in polyphenols Coconut oil, virgin, non-refined coconut oil that is antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, and helps to balance acids in our stomach and in our gut. And then omega-3 fatty acids from fatty fish, wild salmon, wild sardines, um, herring, um, cod liver. So those are um, the best strategies to feed your healthy, robust, and well-functioning gut microbiome biome that outnumbers human cells approximately 10 to 1. So, guys, we might as well be machines designed to carry those bugs around. They lived on this earth long before we came around. So, again, we don't understand it fully, but it seems to be a huge deal. The more we study, the more, the bigger uh, thing it becomes uh, in our health sciences. So take good care of your bugs and they will take good care of you. So that's it for today, guys. If you have any questions, if you'd like a little bit more detail on anything you heard on this podcast, feel free to reach out via email or any other social media where you'll find me. Also, check back uh, our episodes on sourdough, on food combining, that because that also affects our gut microbiome a lot, especially food combining, guys. You'll hear more about food combining in the near future, like I have no doubts about it. So share this episode with at least one other person who is struggling with maybe mental health, maybe energy issues, maybe a lot, a lot of autoimmune issues and gut issues. So share with them. They might learn something 
useful. Plus, together we learn better, we remember better, and we practice better. So share this episode to learn together. And guys, thank you for staying tuned. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking care of yourself and of people around you. And as usual, till next time, eat better daily.